and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together in the temple each day. They met in homes to share meals, to share the Lord's Prayer, and they shared uh, times of, of great generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the good will of all the people, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. God started the early church. What was the idea behind the early church? The idea was for people to come together, for them to be able to serve Christ together where they would not be alone. It allows for a time of fellowship with other believers. It's a time of growing in the knowledge of the word, a time of understanding God, serving Christ with friends, sharing the love of God with those that's near and dear to us, but also it's a reaching out. And, and the Holy Spirit is about reaching out, being filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues so that the power of God rules and reigns in your life that when you speak, you speak with the boldness of the Holy Spirit. Having a church family is absolutely awesome. And what it does is it builds that relationship. It builds uh, us to a point of having freedom from sin and encouraging one another to continue to walk in that freedom. The Holy Spirit brings a deep settled peace in Romans chapter 6. So let your sinful nature, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Romans chapter 8, verses 6, 7, and 8. For the sinful nature is always hostile towards God. It never did obey God's laws and never will. That's why those who are still under the control of the sinful nature can never please God. We wonder why a world is so difficult when we hear on the news of all the hatred, all the killings, all the anxiousness that's going on in our society, and it's because... People are not controlled by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of the world is upon them, but with letting the Spirit of God control us leads us to a life and peace. The peace that God gives, having peace of mind that comes from the Spirit of God. God's Holy Spirit dwelling in us, leading us into the presence of God where peace thrives. You see, God loves you, God cares for you, God wants to bless you, He wants to empower you. But we also struggle because in our process of seeking peace, there are things that attack us. Our carnal flesh wants to rise up. Satan himself wants to destroy our thought process from God. When circumstances become uncontrollable, we often lose our peace. When you can't control the situation, when you can't control the fact that the storm came in and the, and the sewer's backing up in your basement, you can't control the fact that that guy just slammed on his brakes in front of you and now you're dodging traffic trying not to hit him or get hit yourself. A co-worker who just has a rotten attitude just constantly wears you thin uncontrollable circumstances that you have no control over. Things happen in life. You have no control over certain things, and those can rob you of your peace. 
unchangeable people, people that, that just will not change. When you try to lead them to Christ, when you try to tell them about, about God, that your peace is, is uh, removed because your struggle with, with the uh, unbelief of the individual. And then there's just unanticipated problems, problems that come that there was no way that you could ever know that was going to happen. And, and these things have a way of moving in. And, and stealing our, our, our peace. How does the Holy Spirit bring peace? The Holy Spirit helps you when you can't control what's going on around you. But the helper, say it with me, helper. The Holy Spirit is a helper whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, so I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The peace of God. The Holy Spirit is a helper. He comes alongside of us. Even when the world is in turmoil, when the world is turned upside down, God still can bring peace to the inner heart. Because peace doesn't happen out here. Peace happens on the inside. The Holy Spirit brings that peace. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. The Holy Spirit empowers us to see the peace of God that rules and reigns. The Holy Spirit helps us when we simply trust in God's loving care. He truly loves us. You will be kept in perfect peace. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all those through all those who are fixed on you, all those whose thoughts are fixed on you, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. God has a perfect peace. When we live in a fallen world, when we have a foe, the enemy, the Satan, trying to destroy us, and when we have our own faults, all three of these things can, can war against us and bring the problems of the world. But when we trust in God, the Holy Spirit can help us to develop a confidence. The Holy Spirit builds within us a confidence. The Holy Spirit helps us when we surrender in God, allowing God to take control of the situations. In Psalms 119, it says, Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not struggle. Stumble. How is it that we have peace? How is it that peace comes to us? How is it through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that there is a peace that comes? The empowerment of the Holy Spirit is more than just uh, goosebumps, but it's that ability to cope with everyday situations, knowing that God is going to see you through it no matter what. And so when we obey the word of God, when we struggle in, in this life, we must recognize that God has given us instructions. Those who love your instructions have great peace. So we must grab a hold of the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to bring us a deep, settled peace. The Holy Spirit also brings fellowship, bringing people together in fellowship. Let's take a moment and look at the Trinity. The Trinity, the three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
In 2 Corinthians 13 and 14, it says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Fellowship of the Spirit, what does that really mean? It means that the Holy Spirit wants friendship. The Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the friendship of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know if I can say it adequately enough, but the Holy Spirit said that he wanted to be our helper. There's a fancy word, uh, it's called the advocate, then, and that's the one who stands alongside of us. The Holy Spirit wants to stand alongside of us. Not only does he live inside of us, but as we practice the presence of God, the Holy Spirit is around us, and he's saying, I want to help you with this struggle of life. We're living in a very difficult time in the world, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us walk in this life. And there's nothing that feels worse than being alone. Totally alone. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is saying, I want to be your friend. I want to have fellowship with you. And so how would we talk with the Holy Spirit? How would we get fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Well, we read the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit rules and reigns inside the Word of God. And so when we're reading the Word of God, we are having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The greatest power on the face of the earth, the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, we can relate to the Heavenly Father because uh, even if you, had a, if, if you had a bad relationship with your father, you still know what a real good father is supposed to do. He's supposed to look out for you. He's supposed to take care of you. Most of us have a good understanding. Even though we may not have had a great father, we have an understanding of what the father does. When we look at this concept of the son, we have an understanding that the son grows up in admiration to the father. The son grows up uh, in the shadow of the father. The son uh, patterns and mimics what the father has said. But this Holy Spirit, how do we comprehend that? Because we don't see that, per se, as we see the Son. Jesus came and lived among us without sin, died on a cross that we might have a personal relationship with, with, with him. But uh, the, the truth of the matter is, is that the Holy Spirit is a counselor. When you're going through struggles, the Holy Spirit can give, give counsel to you. He wants to be your friend, and there is fellowship that's involved in the presence of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, there's that personal, intimate friendship that he wants to have with us. You'll say, well, the New Testament people said, well, we haven't really heard about this Holy Spirit. When did this all start about fellowship and with the Holy Spirit? And when did it all start about that the Holy Spirit could bring us peace? And, and how could that all come about? Well, I'd go back to the very first book, Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The second verse of the entire Bible. The Holy Spirit has been present throughout all of these years. The Holy Spirit empowers people 
to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the agent that brings us peace in the time of no peace. The Holy Spirit is the agent that brings us fellowship when there is no one else. The power of the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us, befriends us, and as we read the Word of God, the Holy Spirit teaches us the empowerment. What a wonderful God we serve, and what an awesome privilege it is to be in the presence of God and experience the peace and the fellowship that only the Holy Spirit can give. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. Peace. What the world is crying for today is peace. If they could just open their word and just allow God to speak to the hearts, turn from their wicked ways and seek Him, they would find the peace that they're looking for. In the next several weeks, uh, we're going to be sharing uh, about the power of the Holy Spirit and how important the Holy Spirit is in our lives. And the last two Sundays of, of March, Lord willing, the, uh, we're, going to, we're going to split our worship time and do worship at the beginning of the service and worship at the end of the service to give us more time to be in the altars to pray. And the children are going to come over and f filter into our worship time. We, we realize that uh, it's important for children to learn that they can worship the Lord as well. They can raise their hands. They can interact. And it's so vitally important. Um, I have outlines of today's message. And if you'd like to take that home and look up those scripture verses and jot down the thought, just, just to allow the Holy Spirit to, to uh, speak to your heart and to know that the outline that I put on the screen it, you have in your hands to take home with you, just to refresh what God is doing. The power of the Holy Spirit is phenomenal. And God wants you to have blessing upon blessing. And, and we want to pray over you this morning. And ask God to, to bring healing in whatever area of life. You might be going something, through something at work. You might be going through something at home. It, it, it's immaterial. The power of the Holy Spirit is a friend. He wants to walk with you. He wants to help you in every decision you make. And uh, as you pray and seek God, He will do great and wonderful things. God has a peace for you and a fellowship that only He can do. Father God, thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding. Lord Jesus, you have that peace for us today. And Lord, we realize that with you all things are possible. And Lord, we rejoice with Randy and, and the power of God being manifested this past week in a miracle. Someone not having cancer being delivered. God, we thank you for that and we rejoice in that. Lord, we rejoice in Tina. Lord, not having cancer anymore. God, you doing a miracle. Lord, you healing. You're, you're healing power. God, you're still in that business and we thank you for it. And Lord Jesus, thank you for being our Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, thank you for leading us into all truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Lord, we ask for Your power and Your grace. Lord, we ask for Your power and Your grace, Lord, as we prepare our hearts to come to worship You, prepare our hearts to come and give You praise. Come and prepare our hearts to seek You, Lord, with all of our heart, body, soul, and mind. Holy Spirit, to speak to all. Holy Spirit, You want to bring us peace. Holy Spirit, You want to build fellowship in our hearts and throughout our church. Thank You, Holy Spirit, for leading us and guiding us. You're an awesome, awesome presence. Will you stand with me this morning? And The altars are open. Please come and pray. Please come and spend a few moments with God. I'll be here to anoint you with oil. God knows what your needs are. Come and let's just believe God. If you want special prayer, I'd love to anoint you with oil and pray over you. Believe God for divine healing, for God to direct your life, for things to go right for you. Come, let's spend time in God's presence.